What were the questions, Mike? Okay, since we're on the topic of Paver King, Beyond the Lawn asks PK, what came first, the glasses, the chain, the beard? Which one? Uh, Or the ponytail that's long gone. The ponytail. Uh, The first... I used to... I've always had a goatee. But like a full beard, the chain would have come before that. I've had this chain since I was... I don't even remember. At least 25 years I've worn this chain. Wow. Is it real silver? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the chain, then the beard, then the glasses? Uh, no, I think then the glass, the beard and the glasses are a similar time period. Okay. That's all the beard probably first and the glasses. Yeah. If you had to lose one, which one would it be? Ooh, that's a good question. Glasses. But I had to lose one. I, I lose the glasses. I, I, I don't know what happened if I didn't wear this. The clasp broke on this chain once. So I had to go buy another one and it's a backup chain. I have a backup chain for this chain. It's not quite as big, but it is a backup in case something happens to this one. When I was in Dominican last winter, this like there was an ATM machine and I was just walking by it. I wasn't going to it. And this huge guy came out of it and he was like a foot tall. He came out me. of the ATM? Well, like he came out of the door. Like oh, the, okay. it was like yeah. a cubic cubicle. And, you know, like he was is you know in the front of the bank, you can open the door yeah, and yeah. so he opened the door and stepped out and sort of stepped into me. And he looked at me and he said, 10 years ago, I would have liked, I would have taken that chain from you. That was the first thing he said. And I looked up at him a foot and I said, 10 years ago, I would like you seen you try motherfucker. <laughs> and then, and then we both just nodded and went on our way. And that was the whole conversation. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I love that conversation. That was a great conversation. A little hostile. <laughs> No, he said it in. He said it as like in a. He said it in sort of a joking, non-joking. You know, he just he wasn't being hostile. But he's like, ten years ago, I would have taken that chain from you. And like ten years ago, I would have liked to see you fucking try. And then we she both said, laugh, we didn't laugh. We just nodded at each other and went on our own way. He said ten years ago, I was in jail, but you couldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. I would have gone him ten years ago. With my current mobility issues, I wouldn't. Because now I couldn't. We both, we all know now I wouldn't be able to run away. You're just hobbling with my seized hips. Fence climbing is out for me permanently. To give up fence climbing. I said, okay, I will. I never said that. Uh, so that's, that's the order, Mike. That's the order. Perfect. Uh, yeah. We do have a couple of equipment questions that kind of ties into talking about Mammoth there. Uh, Beyond the Lawn again asks, what is the game changer piece of equipment or tool you're adding this year, 2024? Not uh, currently. When people are listening to this podcast, it'll be 2024. Uh, In- Innovative La- Landscape Co. asks, what equipment slash tools will you be upgrading to this year? So two very similar questions there. What are you buying in 2024 or thinking about buying? Mike, you go first. I'm not thinking about buying any game changer piece of equipment for 2024. I think I'm going to keep it, continue this season lean, unless I've got a couple of plans for this season. And I just am going to wait for the spring to see what I plan to do with that. Yeah. So you've got some plans and you're planning to wait till the spring to see what you plan to do with it. Yeah, exactly. But I don't plan on making any big game changer piece of equipment or tool addition to my business. Well, you got the Geo Ripper, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I even asked you. I already knew you had a Geo Ripper. Yeah. Chad? I want to get a little cab over truck, cab over dump truck. A nice long one with a full cab and a toolbox and then the dump box on the back. Like a real menace. I just think uh, sending a couple guys out to do the little shit, like I'll oh, go fix this or go reinstate this for the city or something like that. That's really what I'm hoping for. I'm going to really cut some other guys off at the knees for repair stuff and just, yeah, I think that's, we're going to load that thing with tools, 
a couple guys will have everything they need. They go out and do this repair stuff and hmm. bring in a couple hundred bucks a day or whatever. And we're going to try and be fast and dirty and it'll be a great way to fill the space in between. I think, I think so that's a neat, a niche that we skipped over because we were doing high end stuff or commercial stuff or whatever. We completely jumped over the shit that got us to where we are now. Right. Cause I would just, well, I need my patio lifted and relayed and I wouldn't never call him back. I'm going to call back now. To be fair, you don't usually call anyone back. No, you're right. <laughs> but especially the lift and relay. So you're, you're saying this is really going to be like a renaissance here. Yeah. You're going to be Michelangelo painting the Sistine Chapel kind of year. Renaissance. Pure renaissance here. Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. That's it. Well, I'm not. Someone else is going to go out and do that work. You're going to be sitting in your truck, seizing your hips. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Seasoning my hips in the truck. Seizing, not seasoning. <laughs> There's a difference. Um, yeah, that's the that's the plan, I think. Um, and I'll let you know how that goes. But is I'm that, trying to find a truck. I've been. Is that specifically looking. commercial or like residential or no both residential or? everything? Oh, really? Like all? Oh, yeah. We'll go back to the fifteen hundred dollar a day lift and relays. I don't care because the guys will make six or seven hundred bucks of that and then i'll take home the rest and if it takes a little, a little longer a some days then a fifteen hundred dollar lift and relay day is like three grand now yeah with inflation right just saying no that's reverse inflation that's deflation no. you're saying i want to go so, back so to, the I need to make the... three three grand to make fifteen hundred is what you're saying well, no, you're saying that you want to go back to the days of the $1,500 a day lift and relay. Yeah. And I'm saying with current inflation rates, that's actually a $3,000 a day lift and relay. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, whatever it is, we'll start high. And if the prices aren't working, then we'll slide back down to dog shit pricing. Perfect. But you're going to do like is... 250 a square foot and cut off, cut off that, oh, uh, that yeah. guy that bid the commercial? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what we're getting. Two dollars and fifty cents a square foot. My God, could you imagine? <laughs> I wonder Crush how that, that went. For are they still in business? No, they uh, completely disregarded the guy's bid. Oh, okay. the second number because unbelievable. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I because just it was give- stupidly low. I would have given him the job and let him fucking eat shit all year. But that was municipal, and don't they have to go with the lowest bid, or is that like uh, not if it's may- totally irresponsible? Oh, is it really? Maybe they gave him the option to pull out. Uh, yeah. I see. See how yeah. stupid you were. Do you want to pull out? Yeah. Yes, you, please. Like, <laughs> or yeah. he could have forgot. He could have put the decimal point in the wrong place. Like maybe right. it was supposed to be 50? twenty. Maybe it's, oh, maybe it was supposed to be twenty nine fifty to lift and relay a square foot. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah. Like maybe he fucked that up. Like maybe he had not intended it to be. You don't yeah. know. So. Yeah. Yeah, but I haven't seen a price that low since I think my first year ever. It went for two dollars and eighty-five cents a square foot. Listen, really, but that was thirteen years ago now. Yeah, and that was a stupid price thirteen years ago. Yeah. 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 So, what are you buying, PK? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I had plans, but we're we're having a hard look at uh, two two rooftop jobs. One rooftop oh, no. job. Those yeah. Pedestals? No. Th- yeah. Well, I got a. I got the drawings here. This is like what I have to pilfer through tomorrow. Wow. Like, um nice. I gotta have a hard look at it. And so it's in downtown Toronto. But it's the thing about rooftop work is there's no machinery. Hmm. You don't like you don't really buy any I'm sure there's stuff you gotta buy to be prepared for rooftop work, but 
Um, it's not stuff that we would normally be buying. So, but this is a this one of these is like a half million dollars. So, how do you get the slabs up there? Yeah, well, we we so one of the things I have to figure out is crane time. Mm. Do you need a pump cart, like a big tire pump cart? I don't. I gotta have a. I I haven't even opened these drawings, so okay. potentially yes. You let me know. I can bring bring one down to you. We don't need it right now. That's the one we bought for our um, rooftop. Did it work it just, good? It worked phenomenal because you couldn't bring them with anything else, right? Yeah. It had these big off road tires, and you just it's just a pump cart. And we would have four guys, two guys pulling and two guys pushing, and we just rolled the. So the maybe that's what it. maybe that's what we'll need to do because yeah. I don't, I I don't know how you place them crane wise. Or I got to look at it and then yeah, because you got to get road permits to block the fucking road. It's very, it's a different level of complexity and stuff that yeah. I usually. And it's a lot of things that I normally would be like, yeah, fuck that. I don't give a shit about it. But with, uh, I don't want anything to do with it. But with the uh, demise of our largest client, um, you know, we need to start investigating new roads of work. So uh, we need to start down the path of, um, which just means I have to spend more time pilfering through shit, which I fucking hate. Uh, but we have to find different revenue streams for our, and we have a decent, we have a good start to the year. Uh, we have some really good work, but, and we have a good client base, but I think we're still, we're going to need, and maybe we'll pick up some residential work along the way too. Like, obviously I'm still going to bid that when it comes, but this job here, you know, it's, our guys are a bit older. I think it's all porcelain tile. There's no super heavy lifting. A lot of it's all pedestals. I think that there's something to be said for maybe that us starting to focus. Our guys are good craftsmen. They're just a bit older. There's, you know, maybe this is something we can focus on that we could become really good at. That's sort of yeah. where I'm at with it. But yeah. I, I would really like to get a small hook truck, like a cab over one. Mm -hmm. um, or even an F five fifty hook truck, but I don't know if that's in our. I have a lot of things that we we've been focused on. The we have the three bin trucks now, and all the bins, and we don't need to spend any more money on that. That division is good for. I mean, it could take off next year too, and maybe we'll have to revisit it. But um, I would like to replace both our tracks or dump trucks, or add a third one and keep the two we have. So that I have one sitting in the yard. So that if one of those two breaks down, they can get go get the other one. Um, I'd like to add one dump truck, but again, that's all stuff that's gonna depend on a lot of it for us will depend on how the winter goes. You know, I think one of our tool trailers is shot. Like I paid twelve hundred bucks for it five years ago and we use it constantly. So I feel like I probably need to upgrade that. I think that tool trailer has definitely served its time that's you could probably yeah. sell it for more than you paid right now i think yeah. i could get at least 1200 bucks condition it. yeah i think yeah. as fucked up as it is we could get 1200 bucks for it um so maybe we need to do that we got i was gonna like look at get rid of some of the pickup trucks and exchanging one of the pickup trucks for a cab over dump truck but i don't know if i'm gonna do that i might just I might just, it worked last year in terms of getting everyone to the job site. And so I might just leave it alone, but I wouldn't mind either a little hook lift truck or a little dump truck, I think would be probably things we would look at pretty hard. Because um, really we have a little dump truck in the smallest hook truck, but you have to have a DZ license to drive it, which is a downer. You know, if we could get us one that was a G license, then that would probably be valuable to us because we have a lot of guys with G licenses. So, um, but that's, I guess, where we're at for next year, which is a total non-answer for ten minutes. <laughs> uh, New Leaf Ottawa asks, "What landscape trend or trends need to be left in 2023?" It's mm. a good question. 
Hmm. I think that you can dump the guru trend. Ooh. I think oh. you can leave the leave the guru trend in twenty twenty three. If it's a tough year in twenty twenty three, I think they will slowly start to be left behind. Yeah. I want to see gaudy patios. Fucking gone. This whole three or four colors in a patio, three or four different materials. I think I said it before. They gotta go. Plain, simple, one color. We're back to one color. Ooh. Even the Maybe. borders. Meh, I'll give you a border <laughs> if you really beg for it, but I want to see a one color, Ooh. one color patio. Couple textures, fine. You can do like a, a smoother slate with like a cobble border. I don't care, but one color should be back in. Just you're you're just... okay with a couple of textures, but not okay with a couple of colors. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. We're mixing textures, but we're not mixing colors. Let's that's, call him Mr. Monochromatic. Yeah, that's it. I We've see, done I, all the, the other shit. Like, it's... How do you impress yeah. anymore? I've seen some stuff that I was impressed with. Yeah? Yeah. I, uh... I've seen some stuff I was impressed skill-wise with. I It's not something I would build or something that I... Um, I think the guy might have been on your podcast, NRX Mike. Oh yeah, he does some nice, nice stuff. Yeah, he does but... some crazy. I don't. Yeah, it doesn't suit my style to cut town hall into hex paper or whatever. But the level of precision that that takes, I can really respect. I think it's too much clashing shit, and it's too many colors, and it's too much. But the level of skill that that guy displays is un. It's just incredible. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Like that, that, uh, but I don't, I, for me, it's, and at one time I did really busy stuff too. Oh, I think it's maybe as you get busy for a while. Yeah. As you get uh, older, you realize that 300 square foot PHD patios pay the bills. Yeah. 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 But I, I, if no one ever cut 45s on their corners again, I wouldn't be fucking devastated. Yeah, that's a good one. I was just thinking, every time I see it, I'm like, there's a waste of time and effort for no reason. <laughs> Other than to make a sick Instagram post. Even if someone posted that shit and was like, I cut these 45s on this corner so I could make a sick Instagram post, I would respect that. That I could, I, if I never saw that again, I wouldn't be devastated. Hmm. I, go ahead. I want to leave. Let me know in the comments in 2023. I can't stand the phrase. Oh, Let me I know see. in the comments. Just Read to get engagement. Yeah. 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 Read there the has caption. to be a better way. There has to be something else. There's but, a problem on the job site. You want more of that in 2024? Uh, I prefer a problem on the job site to let me know. Really? Yeah. I disagree. Uh, I, do, I disagree. I disagree. No. Is you're when you say let me know in the comments, you're fucking begging for engagement. Right. That's what That's, the algorithm wants. The algorithm wants I you know, to beg. I know. I know you gotta be, you gotta be smarter than that. Okay, so on my YouTube videos, I ask for a oh, like no, and a you subscribe do and a comment. <laughs> is that that's, is that bad, more, Chad? That's more classic. Is that's, it okay? Yeah. Oh yeah. I do it at the very end of the video after I've given as much value as I can. Yeah, that's for, classic for eight minutes. I, I can appreciate that. Let's have that Renaissance back. Oh, okay. And no more. Do you ever say things like smash that subscribe nah, button? Nah, I don't. Yeah, that's that too like far for me. Even I can't stoop to that level. Smash that subscribe button, brother. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I mean, I, I don't necessarily want elimination of this trend, but I could do less, do less of it flying pool videos mm, i haven't seen one in a while uh, because it's that, winter but... I, well it's part of it yeah. 
I think that's I want to maybe see a flying pool tragedy. Oh, I saw one recently. Have you? But I it, it was a, a repost. It was the same that I've seen before. Like, where the crane tips over and crashes through mm, the house. We had a, a truck carrying shingles do that Ooh. in our city. Yeah. He <sighs> went to go set a pallet in the guy's driveway or something like that. And he flipped the whole truck over. Brand wow. new truck, too. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. I saw a video recently of a crane through someone's house. And the crane was sitting up in the front lawn, and the guy was driving by screaming, You can't park there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Which is almost the same as that guy. People do that so frequently now. They're almost the same as that guy who used to run up on news reporters. Oh, yeah. And he would say, like, kick him in the pussy or something, or yeah. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> now Never people drive. That's what, it, that's I, what maybe, it was. Yes. Maybe that's what he said. Yeah. Something like that. So, um, I could deal with, I, I mean, this is a controversial topic, but I could deal with less tilt rotator videos, maybe. <laughs> Chad? Uh, <laughs> I feel like Chad doesn't post enough tilt rotator videos. If I went hey. on to Chad's Instagram, I wouldn't even know that he owns a tilt rotator. <laughs> Let alone two. <laughs> Let alone. I didn't even know you owned two. So there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we don't. But it's because I could never hold my phone and tilt. Now I have that suction cup thing. Ah, uh, you got it that for Christmas? Yeah. Well, I bought it for myself for Christmas. But okay. yeah, I'll be sucking the windshield and spinning the bucket and everything. Oh, yeah. Nice. What was your favorite thing you got for Christmas? Uh, Mike, time with the family. Yeah, that's what it's I was. Oh my god, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, favorite thing? Uh, my favorite. My my wife got me a key a keychain that says, "You're the best thing I found on the internet." That's good because we met we met on the internet. Oh, nice. That's where that's where we met. So I like that. They I had the was... internet back then. Oh fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Not when I got my first marriage. There was no internet for my first marriage. Uh, no. Um, my daughter's mom I met in a nightclub. Back there. You want to meet someone. Well, back in the day, that's what you did. That's what you did, yeah. You went yeah. to the fucking nightclub. I've met many a woman in a nightclub. Just took them back to the shop. <laughs> Look at that casual eyebrow lift. Many a woman. Uh, well, really, though, what can you get as a gift that you can't already buy yourself? Yeah, it's tough. You know, like that's why I like to short of them. someone buying me a hundred and seventy-eight thousand dollar excavator. Like I don't need anything. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm. Yeah, but I like the, I like food. the keychain. Yeah. It doesn't have to be expensive. I'm sure the yeah. keychain wasn't expensive and probably came from Amazon. True. We have how two more ribs. <laughs> oh yeah, how are the ribs? They were great. Yeah. Yeah, we're still devouring uh, leftovers. So nice. Yeah. My invite must have got lost in the mail, but <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get to have our regular Christmas because my father-in-law was down with the sickness so um our christmas isn't until next week now oh Oh. we had one christmas and then we went to my wife's friend's place for another christmas which is i mean not one for small talk and all that so are you gonna have ribs again uh no i don't think so what did you have at the second christmas uh i had turkey the first one and the second one was brunch, but we had turkey brunch. So we had turkey. Nice. Yeah. So did you just feed your face full of turkey while you were not making small talk with your wife's friends? I sat at the kids' table. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Seems about right. <laughs> no, it's uh, I mean, they're great and everything. It's just I'm not a small talk kind of guy. Mm-hmm. That's why you started a podcast. 
Yeah. Yeah. He's not a talking kind of guy. Not a talking kind of guy at all. At all. We've got two more questions here, guys, and I think one's going to take us a little bit to get through here. So I'll start with a quick one, what I think might be a quick one. Uh, Tom's Brown's, Tom Brown's Life asks, client of past employer called to do phase two. Brackets, I was a foreman on phase one. End brackets. Do you bid? So he worked for a previous employer. They did phase one. Uh, now he's on, on his own, and the client called about phase two to him. Do you bid it? One question first. Is my previous employer bidding this? If yes, I'll bow out. If mm. not, then I'm in. And why yeah, would you I... bow out if, if your previous employer is going to bid? Um, well, so what do you have to gain if you get the job? You make some money? What do you have to lose? You piss mm. off that guy even more and you stay mad for longer over the years or something goes wrong. And I just don't think it's worth the reward of a little bit of money when you can go make money elsewhere right. in that situation. Uh, if my relationship when I left wasn't great, for whatever reason, or it wasn't an amicable split, I would bid the job. Because mm -hmm. I could care less about pissing someone off further. If I've already pissed them off. Yeah. Getting more pissed at me is irrelevant. You're already pissed. If I had an amicable split, and that, because I, you could easily amicably split with your employer. If you had an amicable split, and you had a good relationship, then I 100% agree with Chad because I think that that relationship could, in the long term, bring you more than one job. Yeah. But if the guy's already pissed at you, then who gives a fuck? I would but, get it. Because there's, not, there's nothing saying you're going to get it either. Yeah. What's the time of the year? Like, are we spring rush? Must be right now. Winter. Mm, everybody gets horny in the winter. <laughs> the worst time to print or to to price jobs because yeah. you always bid low would you ask the client whether or not uh this previous contractor is bidding the job or would you go to the contractor assuming the relationship is still good and ask them about it i would ask both. them i would ask them both both yeah i went to look at a property this year that I knew someone else, like I knew, well, mostly because I had delivered gravel to it. I knew who did the front yard. Oh, yeah. So I knew who it was because I had delivered gravel and done bins for them. And they asked me to look at the backyard. So I looked at it and measured it and everything. And then I called them. Like I looked at it and measured it with the client. And then I, when I got in my truck, I called them and said, hey, man, like what's going on here? Did you piss this guy off or are you is this guy a horrible person to work for? Or did Paver King do trucking so well for this client that <laughs> they, they wanted you to do the backyard? He brought the gravel so fast. Imagine how <laughs> fast he would do the patio. <laughs> Maybe that was... So I just called, but that's different too because it wasn't a former employer. I, don't, I would... a hard question because people lose so many opportunities over stuff like that that's you know really other than someone else's perceived wrongdoing if if the client is asking you to bid the job it's because they they believe that you can do a great job for them especially when you were the foreman on that project they want you right yeah and they believe you can do a great job for them yeah. Here's are you doing a disservice to the client by saying no? Yeah, I think just good communication in general is good, especially if you have a good um relationship with that contractor and yeah. just talking to them about it. Um yeah. Or would what you the just the homeowner might not understand though. Just because you're a good foreman doesn't mean you have all the assets 
to do a, do a job incredibly on your own. A good foreman is made better because he's got all these tools at his expo- disposal, right? Yeah. He's got all these saws and trucks and trailers and machinery also- that someone starting out on their own wouldn't necessarily have, mm-hmm. right? I'd also argue that a good foreman doesn't have as many distractions as a business owner. Yeah. And, get, and, sure. could, and could provide more attention and detail and perform at more peak performance than a yeah a business owner on a job. Yeah. True. I, yeah. I, I don't mean I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just once you own the business, you are distracted by a lot of fucking shit. So would yeah. you ask the client, hey, why did you reach out to me? And if they said, Well, you did the the previous project very fast and we're very pleased with that, would you have like an open conversation with them that Hey, uh, since I'm just starting my business, or maybe I'm smaller, I'm the foreman and the business owner, it's probably not going to be done at the same amount of time. I think you need to be realistic with any client. So yeah. you'd have to be realistic with that one too. As the new business owner, I would be worried that they were would maybe be thinking that because I'm new in business. And I, maybe I don't have as much overhead that I could do the job more cost effectively than my old boss could at the same level of quality. Mm. Right. But I know your level of quality and then maybe they're hoping you'll just do it cheaper. Yeah. Which yeah, is, you're, you're right. Yeah. There's so many factors at play when you like peel the onion back. And I, I think too, though, it also comes down to like, if I was, you know, it's like I, we were just talking about, like I'm looking at this super fucked up rooftop job because that's the choices that I have available to me right now. If it's your first year in business or your second year in business and you have an opportunity at a good job and you don't have any other opportunities on your desk right now, almost regardless of what who's going to get pissed off or what's going to happen, you might have to take that opportunity because there might not yeah. be more opportunities coming knocking. And if you turn down this opportunity, no matter how pissed off someone is at you, that, and if you're just putting in a fair price against someone else's fair price, then, you know, really everyone should walk away without hurt feelings, no matter who wins. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be the case because life doesn't roll like that. But yeah, I don't, there's something to be said for saying, I don't, I don't have any opportunities right now. This is the opportunity I have. Do I take it or not? Family's got to eat. Got to keep yourself in Gucci's. Gucci's, yeah. Whatever happened to that guy? Which guy? Gucci landscaper or Gucci time? Oh. Is he still around? Yeah, I just saw him. He just posted something. Hmm. He's living off the royalties from uh, broke to balling. Oh. Is your book going to be ready for uh, Congress, PK? PK's yeah, no. got a book coming no. out. I do not have a book. No? <laughs> Chad is just fucking stirring the pot. You can whip out 15 pages pretty quick. I, can... <laughs> I got an illustrator coming in. <laughs> PK's book for kids. <laughs> children's books I'm going to visualize in children's books attract new people to the profession alright uh, you guys ready for the final question here the final question of the final questions of the last and final question jfit7 asks or no actually doesn't ask just states talk about Caleb having CMG on his podcast Talk about Caleb having CMG on his podcast. Okay. Uh, I so I I scroll back and I haven't obviously it's over Christmas. I'm doing. I haven't heard the first go round. To be fair, I heard the first one, but not the second one. Okay, I've I have. Both. I've heard the second one. Well, you listen to podcasts at three times speed. So, props <laughs> <laughs> to you, Mike. Uh, so I only listened to the second. one. Um, I felt that beyond Caleb's control in the second one, it was weird and awkward that the guy had his foreman with him. 
like I, I'm not, if someone's calling you to do an interview, a follow-up interview to a previous interview, I, in my mind, it was inappropriate to have your foreman with you answering half the questions. Hmm. Um, you know, that's just me. And I could be wrong about that. I, you know, if I was interviewing anyone, my, and especially it was a second interview, which is a follow-up interview over, obviously I haven't heard the first one yet, but there was some controversial things in the first one or some people didn't get the answers they were looking for. Um, you know, I think it was inappropriate on the person being interviewed half, but again, uh, Caleb didn't control that. He had no control over the guy driving around with someone and that person voicing their opinion on things, which was weird. Uh, in my mind, having that person there made the person being interviewed look kind of shady and insecure. Um, that's just my personal opinion and might not be true. But if you need a backup to answer the questions for you, uh, I think that, or to provide you with an exit to questions, um, I don't, I thought that was kind of weird too. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't, uh, I think they both made valid points, I guess. It seemed like more of a cheerleading session than an interview to me, but that was my, that's my opinion on it too. And um, you listened to the second one, but the second yeah. one was supposed to be the more hard. I, well, I'm just saying the second one that I listened to seemed like a cheerleading justification episode, but that's just me. And maybe I took it the wrong way and maybe I should listen to it again, but I just, mm -hmm. I didn't think it was, I thought it was weird that there was three people in the interview and one of them was like an operations manager who was here and there just spouting off opinions. I don't, you listen to it, Mike. What did you think of that? Um, my opinion on it would be that uh, it's Caleb's podcast. He can do like whatever he wants and operate however he wants. Pers personally for me, I'm not a uh confrontational person so i choose to operate my podcast by doing a little bit more in-depth research on people that come on the podcast beforehand so i get to know them a little bit and know what they're about uh before they actually come on the show so that i am picking and choosing who i have on the show uh but that came from learning from the very beginning of my podcast where i didn't actually air a couple of episodes and uh, so that came from just my experience there. And having said that, if somebody disagreed with me ever on the podcast and wanted to come on the show to have that confrontational uh, more episode, I'd be more than happy to have that for sure. But I would want them coming into the episode knowing it's going to be respectful, but confrontational for sure. So I, what I'm getting at is I don't think... I don't know Caleb's goal with having him on the podcast, what, what it was. And um, I agree that with Caleb, that he doesn't want his podcast to be that confrontational sort of uh, show, essentially. I think there's more value in it. Uh, if you are going to have somebody that is quote unquote, more controversial or however you would explain CMG, yeah. but, but uh, I, I do think it's more valuable to have a confrontational episode with a guest like that. Um, but he's also welcome to operate his podcast, how he feels. Uh, one thing I will say is the answers to the questions that were posed were, um, you know, well-memorized the responses. And, uh, you know, I think that whatever AI program was being consulted was really, <laughs> really formulated great answers. Maybe the foreman wasn't even real. Maybe it was an AI form. Okay, but Maybe it was a lawyer. In in your opinion, as someone who interviews people, Mike, yes, do you not think it was strange to have a third person there randomly that the interviewer didn't know about? Yeah, if if you didn't know about it. I have had people on the show that were there uh, that, but the person asked me if they could be there. And for example, I've got one coming up this week that uh, the, the person specifically asked if he could have this person sit down with me as well. 
But if you don't know that coming into it, yes, it is weird. Uh, maybe he knew about it. I don't know. He never says. So yeah. it seemed like the whole, to me, that whole transition was awkward. Hmm. I don't know. It just didn't seem. I. I'm going to guess anyone that DM'd about doing that episode didn't get the satisfaction that they were trying to garner from that. Yeah. But I agree with you 100% that it's Kale's podcast and he put the time in to build it. So he should get to, he shouldn't, he in no way should ever be capitulating to people who are DMing him on how to question someone on his show. And if they want to question someone, they should start their own show. I also have no, no problem with somebody disagreeing with me on the way I question people as well. So like, yeah, uh, if, if that was me in, in his position and I did, uh, did the interview as he did, I would have no problem with people uh, messaging me and, and grilling me for not asking the right questions as well. Well, and you're not, you're not forcing them to listen. Yeah. I, I get people message me shit all the time that they don't like, or they don't, they don't agree with me or whatever. Someone messaged me saying that uh, I should go, go on a diet and lose weight <laughs> recently, like on a, one of my posts. So I just messaged them back and said, no one wants reviews of an apple. You dumb fuck. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I thought it was done pretty well. It's not, I'll be the first to admit it would be the interview that I would have conducted or the interview that I was looking to hear, but it was well done and respectful on both sides. Yeah. I thought in my personal opinion, and this isn't like a knock at all, but uh, the second interview was meant to be more of a like grilling session. I think is that that's the reason why he had him back on for a second session. And I didn't feel like the questions were very much uh, like grilling questions or more confrontational questions. I felt I felt the second episode was very much like the first episode, in my opinion. I didn't hear the first one, so Chad could speak to that. So my problem, maybe with the whole thing, I guess if it is a problem, I mean. Obviously, Caleb's built something great for himself, and like I don't interview well, and I don't do well when asked questions and all this shit. But you sat at the kids' table, so we know. Sat at the kids table. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Which, coincidentally enough, is maybe where this CMG kid could still be. Um, I just feel like there's not enough background story about this kid who supposedly has built this huge empire for himself and still has a little fucking tractor to run his landscape company with. Like, without being malicious, I still think there's a lot that we deserve to know about this kid if he's going to be pumping his tires as a consultant and a guru and really trying to make money like we need a fucking legitimate backstory to all this to know why he has a university and why he claims he can offer valid information to anybody right like it just i need something to buy into and i don't think on the interview he says that he Everything he knows, he learned from YouTube, from watching YouTube videos. Um, so it's Mike's fault. Probably. <laughs> does bring up Mike's channel frequently. Um, You're obviously not talking about PK's channel because he's not out there dancing to exactly. uh, <laughs> <stripping> <laughs> people's backyards. <laughs> not talking about my channel, no. Uh, but in saying that about I think that where I struggle with young gurus is there's two reasons. One I talked about earlier, I struggle that if the shit that I believe that 22 is getting broadcast all the, all over the internet and I was charging people for it, 
it may not have been a good idea because I'm 22 and uh, things you believe at 22 and things you believe at 40 are vastly different things in general. Um, I think that the endless argument that I started when I was 13 and now I'm 22, I've been doing it for nine years. Uh, I think that you can learn things when you're running a business at 13. I think that that's true. But I think that people hiring you to cut your their lawn because they feel sorry for you um, or they want to give you 15 bucks or whatever is vastly different from managing a multi-crew landscape company. Um, you know, and from what I can tell, I think that the people, because I think that there's one of the problems going on is that there's a, there's a vast amount of people trying to teach people stuff in landscaping on the internet now. And whether that's because people want to spread their knowledge or they want to, it doesn't occur to me generally that if people DM me or I have contractors from Ontario that call me all the time and ask me about things or um, someone called me last Friday and said, it's negative two, but I got to sand this fucking driveway. What would you do? And I was like, how wet is it? Not that wet. I said, get the fucking torch. I said, it can't sit like that all winter. Like, you know, and this is just my opinion is it can't sit like that all winter. Someone's going to drive on it. They're going to turn on it. They're going to shift it. It's going to get fucked. So you need to sand it now because it's never, today is the best day you will ever get to sand it. It's not going to get better in January. The magical day isn't coming till fucking May 1st. So you better fucking do it now. <laughs> but those, when those people call me and that happens to me, I could honestly say probably five or six times a week, someone calls me that has my, I'm not, I dole out whatever advice I would give them from my experience, but it's never occurred me to, for me to charge them for it. Hmm. And maybe that's on me. Maybe that's my bad. Um, but I just, I think that whenever I see, and I, I mean, I'm, obviously we're talking about one individual, but whenever I see people of that age or a little bit older, mo I wasn't joking when I was like, what did you memorize from AI to spout about on this reel? Yeah. What did I you memorize from AI to spout about on that? Like it just, the language that's being used. I think that one of the things I struggle with is the language and the lessons that are being spouted and used is not language and lessons that are coming from that person. They're language and lessons for that someone else has, they have learned somewhere else. And I guess there's an argument that they're just, well, I learned it. So now I'm sharing it. Mm. And, but I think that when you're hiring someone to be a, a guru or help you run your business, you may not always want someone that learned all their lessons from someone else. Yeah. You know, I don't, I, like Chad, what did you think of the first? Like I didn't listen to the first episode yet, so you tell me. Like, did you think it was good? Did you think it was well done? Did you? Um, I'm a fan of Good Contractor podcast, obviously, but I'm not necessarily a fan of the CMG kid by any means, right? So it was a meeting of my mind against itself, I suppose. Because obviously I was interested, I was I tuned in to see if I could hear the the hard hitting questions, and instead it was maybe just a soapbox for this little kid to get on. And like I still don't know what he's all about, right? Like I don't know if he's is he selling a landscape coaching package. Or is he just selling like a smooth talker package? Right? Because like Or is it a real estate package? Or is it a real estate package? Like I don't know, right? Is he using his landscape business to prop up his real estate business or 
like and you're right i don't I, think I any a... of his ideas are original by any means right like he goes off about that whole rolex thing i mm-hmm. swear you guys have talked about that before he's not the first one to mention that he puts on a rolex to because it reminds him of yeah. how he has to be in that mindset or something like that there's like a handful of books that you can read that you can kind of get the same concepts that get spouted about. And there's like uh, when you when you talk to somebody for a short period of time, you can kind of understand them a little bit and understand where they're getting their opinions from and stuff. But he hasn't really said much that has like amazed me to the point where I, I want to learn more about him. And And for like example, I saw he posted a reel of his business advice to this locksmith was you should start a course. And in <laughs> this guy had just started his business. So he was just brand new. He's like, no, but you should start a course and uh, you're just starting your business. So your business should be about, or your course should be about starting a business. And that's, that's the business advice. And I think that's just brutal advice. I, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense to me at all. In, in that sense, you're you're not starting a locksmith business. You're starting a education business. Yeah, and you need you need the locksmith business to be a, a edu- to be a content creation for that. Yeah, so that's he want. I the they were talking about. He um, was talking about that using the Corvette attracts young people that are uh, want the lifestyle to the course or something something about that like you know you got to have the flash and the flag and and um i thought it was interesting because he's using a corvette to attract the demographic of people he wants to buy his course a lot of the older gurus are maybe doing the same thing, but they're doing it with machinery and shops and, and, and there's, they're showing stuff online. That's not a Corvette. Like they're using that to attract their audience. People that want to have a really, a big shop or organized better job site organization, or they want to tilt rotator on an excavator or whatever these things that everyone who's trying to sell themselves as a teacher is showing online. I struggled thinking about is that different than the corvette if I you're think it, i definitely think it is though because if you're of the mindset that you can buy a piece of machinery to increase your business it's light years different than buying a corvette to increase your business i'm talking about purely in trying to attract people to buy your course like i'm saying the demographic of people he's trying to sell to are attracted to the Corvette Rolex lifestyle. They don't yeah. give a shit about the landscaping business. Yeah. Nine, probably 99. I, and this is a, a huge judgment thing on my part, and I have no proof, but people buying some of those course, those land, those courses online don't give a fuck about the landscaping company. They care about the lifestyle that he's promoting. They're not doing it because they care about lands. They're the landscaping company is an offshoot of the lifestyle they're trying to lead. And the other side of the coin is people are using equipment and shops and tool trailers and tilt rotators and all that stuff to attract a demographic that cares more about the landscaping than the lifestyle. Yeah. Are those two things really that different is what I'm asking. You're both have stuff that you're showing off to attract your audience that you're targeting. And that's, I'm not saying either is even bad. It's just, it's a lot of people are down on the Corvette, but really the Corvette and the Rolex are being used to attract the demographic that he's looking for. And if you're, if you're down on the Corvette, you have to be down on the other shit too, because all they're doing is using the shit they own to attract people to their course. You, it's, would, it's the same thing. 
I if, you're, say... if you're trying to sell a course of people that want to buy 20 ton excavators and you're going to teach people how to sell 20 ton excavators, you're going to buy one and have it swinging around in a circle at your yard because you're selling to that demographic. You're going to use what you have. It's anyways, I, sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, I would just say that I think, so we're taking the passion for the work out of the equation completely. Right, we're, like I'm making the assumption that this CMG kid is not passionate about landscaping at all. Couldn't lay a fucking patio if he had the greatest foreman in the world. My my, imp my impression of it is that it's a, a maintenance company, more okay. than a landscaping company. Well, regard, he's, yeah, he's. I've seen a video or two where he said, "Oh, we laid this patio for my client yeah. or whatever." You know, so, um, I think. The only reason he's into landscaping or maintenance is because the barrier to entry is so low that it was easiest for him to get in this and sell his course as a successful yes. landscaper, right? He couldn't be a successful carpenter, Red Seal carpenter, and do this no. because he doesn't have the fucking skills to do that, right? He no. couldn't be an electrician and do the same thing. I think just like all these other sneaky little fucking snake oil salesman he jumps in at the lowest spot and i'm getting ignorant here i understand like I'm, it's just how i get sometimes um uh, <laughs> i think he chose the lowest barrier entrance and he's pumping his tires trying to sell the course as a successful business owner when really i don't know if he's all that successful he hasn't done a lot to show me or show anybody that all these incredible jobs that he's done. Like I could just a flick of the wrist through Instagram and you could find but, probably a hundred other think guys he's, done. Do you, do you honestly think if you were to watch 30 of his videos, you would come away saying he's selling his landscaping. He's selling himself as a great landscaper or he's selling himself as living a great lifestyle. Cause I honestly believe the, does he mention the landscape company? Absolutely. But I feel like he is more of a lifestyle provider than a landscape. Like he's selling his lifestyle. Do do this to get to this lifestyle. Do that to get to this lifestyle. Like, and that's we go just back my... to the point where we don't have a backstory on that lifestyle, right? No. That could not be a, a lifestyle that comes from your maintenance business or your landscape business. It could be fucking daddy's money for all we know right well no one maybe maybe it's legit too or he one kid hit the lottery or something like that you know he'd be a drug dealer on the side <laughs> you know like it could be a lot of other things right and now yes. you're just propping well there's an argument that you do illegal drug dealing until you can prop up your business so <laughs> you don't <laughs> it's an argument on that i this is one thing i'll say for sure I I greatly appreciate Caleb having him on, regardless of, of how I think of how I would have conducted. There'll always be a million people saying I would have conducted this different or I would have done that different. But having him on and having him on twice, I appreciate that because at least people got a little bit more of an inside view, maybe to form an opinion. Although I don't think I heard anything any piece of AI content that hadn't already been regurgitated to me. Would you guys have him on this podcast? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I will say that the more I hear about the CMG kid, the more I like Tigran. Ooh. Yeah. I And I don't know, it might just be a personal thing, but the problems on the job site are a lot more entertaining to me than this kid shining his fucking Rolex and telling you about Dude, another here's, property. Here's, that he here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. I I don't. How many vastly dissatisfied customers are there from the university? Because I don't. If you're a um, I, I would say this. If you watch that, all those reels and stories, and then you go sign up and get coaching calls, 
that you'd have to be so fucking stupid, you wouldn't have run a successful business anyways. No matter who you, no matter how you got, like, that's just my opinion. Especially like, considering I, they can come here for free and get coaching. if we are so bad that you're going to pay CMG University to coach you we got to rethink what we're doing here I think though too that there's a certain amount of how much there's only a certain amount of people that are willing to do coaching and take the time out of their day to coach I'm one of the things I'm uncomfortable with is coaching is I would hate to ever think that something I told someone led them down a bad path because you're not, you're fucking with people's whole lives. You're fucking with their families. You're fucking with like, that's the thing that I find. And just because something works for me doesn't mean it will work for everybody. And everybody's circumstances are different. And I think that that's one of the things that I just find like a crushing, you know, just if someone's paying you to do this, they're expecting results. And the other thing is when you give someone advice like that, what if they only half follow it? Hmm. And then their life is fucking destroyed. I don't, I, that part of it, I just, for me, I would rather shovel dirt. I guess then do coaching calls because but what if me, you only half shovel dirt and then you're left with half of the pile? Well, but that's on me. One hip is seized. <laughs> so we all have to make a decision on how we want to earn money in this life and how we spend our time to earn money. And I, I personally struggle with giving out any kind of installation advice or, any kind of fucking advice. I, when I used to do a lot of presentations, I started them off all the same. How much did you pay to be here? And everyone would say nothing. And I'd say, well, then that's what, that's where you should rate this advice. You get what you pay for in life. And that's how I started off every presentation. You get what you pay for in life and you didn't pay to see me. So don't have great expectations on the advice that I can give you. And you never got paid for the speaking engagements? No. Maybe I, I got this wrong. Maybe CMG University is a free university. Could be. I've never tried to sign I, up. Yeah, I've never tried to sign up, you know. Like, Mike tried I've to tried sign to up. Sign both you guys up. Oh. <laughs> what happened? Did your credit card get declined? No, I've tried to sign both you guys up. You guys should have been hit with phone calls and emails. I got nothing. Wow. I don't. The office staff at that university isn't very good. <laughs> the problem is, even if you had that, like, say you had the kid on here, he's either well trained by a third party, or he has spent a lot of time well training himself to just recycle himself back to the exactly the same answers to everything over and over and over again. There's like 10 standard memorized answers to everything. So, no matter what. I don't think there's a way to, because as soon as there's not an answer to a question, there's like the haters are going to hate or some version of that. You know, people who know me. Anytime that people, I hear people talk about like mindset advice. I think it's just like the lowest rung of advice to give because anybody can give it um, that I just immediately like, no, give me like X and O's. Give me, Give me business advice that I can actually practically put into my business rather than that mindset advice that I can quite easily find anywhere. Yeah. I I would I don't yeah. I guess if you really I part of my problem, I guess, too, is I don't want a Corvette or a Rolex. And I'm not an airplane guy. You're not a jet guy. So I'm not a jet guy. So I don't want any of those things. So nothing that I just, I, none of it appeals to me. So I, I don't know, but I guess I would say that as long as Caleb got what he wanted out of the interview for his show, then he did a great job. He got us talking. And that's the goal. Right. That's the goal. Yeah. 
that should be the goal of any podcast is to get us talking about it and get people talking about it. What are yeah. what are people talking about? Well, they're talking about his interview. And there exactly. could be people talking about how much they liked it, or there could be people talking about how much they hated it, but they'll tune in next week to fucking listen to him. And that should be his goal to get his message out there. You know? So, I mean, in the end, he did. He did exactly he, what the podcast was supposed to do. He did exactly what the podcast was supposed to do. Exactly. You're right. Exactly. I don't know that we could garner any different results. Like, do either of you think if he was on here and we were like, interviewing him we'd get any different results i think so for sure you think you could get different results well other, no okay the, other yeah, than could the standard, i get different results well That's you could ask question. different questions yeah well, i'm saying you could ask you could ask different questions or you could ask them in a more difficult manner but you're still going to get one of the 10 standard ai responses that have been memorized yeah i didn't think that through is, I, I i agree to the extent of how much i've learned from that podcast those two podcast episodes and from the short sample size i know that he's put online that yes uh it probably may not be the the same results but you might be able to either get uh better advice better things out of him or make him squirm a little bit one of the two i th i think the only way you accomplish that is to have other landscapers from his direct area that deal with the same suppliers as him, that bid jobs against him, and having them all on at once and have a good deep discussion. Let's do a round table like that. Do a round, yeah. Do it <laughs> like that's I because I think in the end, all of us are talking about things that we don't know shit about going on in Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I so or to go down to Pennsylvania and you know, I anyways I. I think that I I don't I don't it wasn't some sometimes in your life is a time so I'm gonna classify that episode as a time wasn't great wasn't terrible it was a time and it, it definitely helped me drive home for where I was driving whatever the fuck I was doing driving it helped me drive home that day so it's I think if you dwell on what other people are doing too much i mean that can't be good for you either right like i try and oh, the for the most part, stay in my lane and yeah. focus on what natural design is doing for the most part because at the end of the day what this kid's doing doesn't fucking mean a thing to me no you know it doesn't change the way i'm running my business and yeah how i can sleep at night or my margins or anything like that i've already resigned myself to the fact that i don't think this kid can give me any advice that I think I can use in my business and I can leave it at that. So it's just nothing more than entertainment at this point. Very true. Yeah. So is that the end of the episode? That's, that sounds like a great end. That's, the, that's the end of the episode.